For you, it is Sunday morning. You're probably getting ready to go to your place of worship. For me, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm in Indianapolis, and I'm just coming off the back end of the UPCI General Conference, and what an incredible conference it has been. (laughs) Man, Victor Jackson absolutely preached the house down tonight. It was incredible time. But I was so honored to get to spend some time with my good friend, Frankie Taylor, And he so graciously agreed to be a guest on the show to do a part two, as you guys have highly requested. And guys, I'm so excited to tell you that we made it happen. Frankie was so kind to do a part two interview and answer some of the questions that we didn't get to tackle last time. Frankie is a sectional youth director. He's a hyphen pastor and a well-known worship leader throughout the movement now. He just led worship at the UPCI Youth Ministries Youth Day here at General Conference, and what an incredible job he did. I'm proud to call him my friend. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the Noteworthy Podcast. Let's go. All right, I'm here with my good friend, Frankie Taylor. Here we are again. Frankie, how you doing tonight, bro? Well, bro, how are you? I'm I'm great. I need to kind of paint the picture for you guys to help you understand what an amazing friend Frankie Taylor is. We are, once again, at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> We're at a hotel. We are... So last time... You tuned in. We were at NAYC together. We're now at General Conference together. And uh, Frankie, it it is Friday night. Well, technically it is Saturday morning. For me, it's It's, Friday night. It's it's like one o'clock in the morning right now. (laughs) But Frankie's such a good friend that after pouring like everything that he had into this week, he was still like, Let's do this interview at 1 o'clock in the morning. I love you, Frankie. Love you too, man. (laughs) This is awesome. And uh, last time we spoke on the podcast, we have spoken many, many, many times in between. But I promised the listeners that we were going to do a part two. So here we are. So today was the youth day, and you just led worship. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you today. It was amazing. Um, I think the last time we spoke, it was my first NAYC. And I mentioned that, and now that we're, you know, having this conversation again, it is my first general conference. And so it's like, you wonder what to expect, you know, like, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. It was just truly an an honor and a pleasure. But um, this year for general conference, uh, with with it being my first time, you know, you would think, okay, well, you're only going to be there. You're only leading worship that day. Um, mm. And so what, what I did is um, I availed myself to Brother Jeremy Hoffey, uh, the UPCI music uh, director. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, he had me sing basically all week, which prepared me for... You've been busy, bro. For youth day. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah, been busy. My voice is shot right now, so, that, uh, you know, it, it might not sound very well. You sound well. nice, though. You sound oh, good. man, thank you, bro. Kind of melodic. Appreciate it, Ooh, man. You even talk like you're singing. <laughs> Woo! So when you're in, so like NAYC, you're part of the team, right? Right. And we're this big team. But for Youth Day, you were actually kind of 
you were the main worship leader for for that right, event. Right, right, exactly. So what is um, what does that preparation process look like? Let's say you got the call from Billy Carson. Hey, I want you to do, I want you to be a worship leader for the UPCI General Conference Youth Day. Right. Huge honor. Yeah. What does the process look like from that moment, from the phone call to the service? What do you have to do? So basically, of course, you know, from the phone call, you know, you you have a meeting. Um, we fl- I flew out to uh, headquarters in Missouri, St. Louis, and uh, met with the board. Or excuse me, yeah, we met with the youth board, met with the team for uh, youth day. We um, oh, you had to fly out, right? I did. It was just like a quick turnaround. I literally flew out. I flew out the night before uh, that next day. When um, did that happen? When? How in long? June. Oh, okay. And so, so I, that was before NAYC. Yes, and so when I flew in, I had a meeting. And I literally flew right back out that day. And so, you know, with this being my my first general conference, you know, like I was saying, you don't know what to expect. So it's like being here all week and and being prepared and trying to make sure that you know I was ready because honestly, it's it, it would be. It would behoove you to to come and show up to your first general conference and not have an experience at all, right. and try to do youth day. Um, the expectation for youth day is, you know, it's it's put on by the you know by the general youth division, and uh, they they truly you know uh, put a lot of work into it, and so um, you know there's an expectation level, and there I, really I want, is an excellence. Yes, that yes, sir. anything the connected word. to the UPCI Youth Ministries right. is going to be ran with the utmost excellence. Period. Yeah. So the experience was it was it was amazing. Um, it was less stressful than NAYC. However, you know it's that doesn't what's what, what's not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make it you know it doesn't uh, make it you know not stressful. But it was more of a peaceful stress, um, just knowing that. Uh, you know, it was. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't NYC. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you guys did a phenomenal job. Thank the, you, the worship man. was incredible. Brother David Brown preached an incredible oh, wow. message yes, about Calvary. And bro, I just gotta. I just gotta talk about tonight for just a minute. Like, Victor Jackson preached the paint off of the walls tonight. It was. It was like. I I I caught myself just weeping the entire message. It was so on time. It was so, I just have no words for what tonight what tonight is what general conference is all about. Yes, sir. Literally it's like when he talked about uh how all you need is a rock and a brother. Man. That if you if you have a rock to sit on and a brother to lift up your hands and I'm telling you man not to get too sappy on the podcast, but that really has been what you have been to me over these last few months. Just uh, for you guys listening, uh, Frankie and I, I don't know why I'm getting so personal on, on the <laughs> podcast here, but Frankie and I text like every single day. Yeah, pretty much. And so he he lives in California, and then I live just right next to him in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the funny thing. So, and Frankie, you can testify to that. Can you say amen? Amen. So he's, he's got a three-hour time difference. So when I text him at like 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., 
It's like 5 a.m. for Frankie. And then he'll try to call me at like 10 o'clock his time. <laughs> it's like 1 in the morning for me. Yes, yeah. But that is truly having a brother, man. When Absolutely. you have all of that and Absolutely. still every day, every day we're reaching out to each other. Yeah, it's, it's Honestly, it's been... It's been great to have someone, you know, that you could literally, you know, a friend, a best friend in which uh, we, we made. I think we 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 uh, settled on that a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's just amazing, bro. It's, you know, good to have someone that you can uh, talk to, someone that you can uh, glean from and vice versa. And uh, you it's know, really spiritually important. It, it, it very much so is. And I think for the last few months of my life, of course, have been um, very trivial. However, God has um, blessed my family and I and, and given us, you know, uh, friends and, and connections like Nathan and Rachel. And so when you have people in your life that you can reach out to and just have a conversation with, it, it, builds, it builds your life. It really adds to your life. And so I encourage you, you know, those that are listening, find people that are going to add to your life and that, you know, you that's can add good. to theirs as well. I mean, that's good advice, dude, that's kind of what it's been like, right? I no, mean, bro. dude, it's just been amazing. I, I I just benefit from it. I feel like I don't yeah, have to right. give anything. I'm the one benefiting from it because, bro, I was sitting sitting there uh, the other day, bro, and I had... I was so excited to share news with you. I had shared something with my wife, and I was like, "Babe, I gotta tell, I gotta, I gotta tell, I gotta tell Nathan, I gotta tell him." And I was like, "Yo, Nathan," and you know what? It was just like one of those moments where you you have someone that you can, you know, other than the people that you're close to, but you have a friend, you have a brother that you can that that you know that's praying for you, that you know that has, you know, your 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 best interest in mind when it comes to you know, your future in the kingdom and so forth and so on. It's just, it's great to have a godly friend. How does the Bible say it, to weep with those who weep? Yes, sir. And rejoice with those that rejoice? Yes, sir. That there's a time for that, and I think that's what brothers are supposed to do. Absolutely. Um, now, last time you were on the podcast, people love hearing from you, bro. They oh, love man. hearing from you, hence why we're here for a part two um, I promised Frankie I wasn't going to keep him very long on this <laughs> podcast episode, but In Control uh, just came out. Yeah. Last time you told us the whole story about your dad. Yeah. I know a lot of people have seen the testimonial video, um, but I think it charted like number 28 the yeah, day it came as, out. It's as high as it has it gotten. You know, it was pretty cool just to see the the effect of it. You know, people were sharing their testimonies people are you know they're like oh man this is this song has helped me and so just to see the effect that it's made and for it to have that type of success it's, it's amazing um and you know you share with me that it's not easy to to chart like that and so i i'm it's not it's not easy yeah. to get a single right up on the charts like that i don't i don't think i've ever had a single go up to 26 i mean i've had an album but yeah but nothing like a single like that so um this morning uh my friend justin kamlick and i went to britney scott's songwriting seminar this morning okay. at yeah. 9 30 and she was talking a lot about like the practical side of recording and mm -hmm. writing 
So this podcast has a lot of listeners that uh, are writers, but they have no idea how to record. Like, of and course. so, yeah. um, could you help the listeners? And this has kind of been a I've never asked this question before, but it's been highly requested to hear yeah. from somebody. Um, can you help them? Let's say they've written a song. How did you get from like writing your song to now it's a released, professionally recorded, uh, mixed, mastered, you know, project that you've released professionally? Yeah. How does somebody even, where do they even start? Where do you even begin? That's a good question. I think for me, um, it's it started with you know collaborating um i don't have any experience in producing music i don't i haven't learned yet i'm i'm going to um however if you're in that position to where you you're just a writer um or you you know you can play either a guitar or piano or you have some way of 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 uh creating the song to where you know people can, you know, hear what you're trying to convey through the song, musically, um, then I would recommend that you collaborate. You find someone that is able, you know, you know that is in that field, a producer, maybe a friend of yours. I'm very sure that if you're, if you're a songwriter, you you have friends that you're connected to that that can produce. Find someone. Um, there's quite a few people that I know personally. I know that you, you know, I don't want to. You know, um, name dropping, don't do you it. get in trouble. But <laughs> don't do it. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good people out right now that um, that can be very helpful. Um, there's a lot of resources out there, uh, but uh, I would just definitely recommend that you collaborate with someone that knows how to uh, how to produce. You know, and uh, do your very best at not compromising your what got what you feel that God has given you um don't settle I think one that was one of my challenges is that you know i i before I would um kind of share what I felt that I heard in my head, and you know when I would you know do a collaboration, it really wasn't you know I would have someone actually produce it and um um it it sometimes it didn't come out the way that I wanted to wanted it to, and I just settled for it, like oh it's okay. You know, next time, I, I recommend that you do your very best to present the, your song the way that God gave it to you, and right. uh, and so, yeah, collaborate. Uh, try to do your best to to you know to convey it the best way you can. Right. And I tell you, it, it'll definitely bless people. It'll definitely bless people. That's good, bro. Yeah. Your, the quality of your single was awesome. Man, I tell you right the, now, the, I, the quality I, was great. I had. Um, I mean, we know the song's great, but I yes, mean, sir. the the recording quality. Yes, so was really great. So I, I'm working with a gentleman named Axel Rios. He's actually a really good friend of mine. I we, wish we, my name was Axel. That's a dope name, isn't it? <laughs> my name's uh, so lame. It's just like Nathan. <laughs> no, you have a cool name, man. Yeah, your last name is French. That's well, cool. I do have French going for me. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, basically, you know, like I was saying before with trying to, um, you know, give him this song the way that I heard it and the way that I felt it. And then he just brought everything to life. You know, he he arranged it uh, in terms of, you know, the, the, the musical portion of it. Um, 
I get basically laid it out for him. Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I hear. This is what I want. I played it on the piano, and um, his his production skill is just ridiculous. The dude, he, he's talented. He's and, awesome. Um, and so, anyways, uh, from there we 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 got it mixed and mastered by uh, a gentleman named Ryan Class. Um, he did a very good job. He played guitars also. Um, Axel did all the programming. He played keys. He played uh, key bass as well. Um, and um, um, I believe that's it. Oh, yes, he did the drum programming as well. Gotcha. Yeah, we also had a, a live good. drummer, um, Marky Camarina, good friend of mine, humble dude, great, talented, amazing guy. He plays like three or four instruments. He's, he's awesome. Isn't um, that cool as an artist how you get to give other people an opportunity to be a part of something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, I was the one that was honored. Like, oh man, this is cool. Have my friends a part of this. And and I, when I spoke with him, he's like, oh man, dude, thank you for letting me be a part of your your record. I'm like, oh man, dude, it's it's my honor. And so um, it turned out very very good. Really um, did. He he did a great job. They all did a great job. We literally only had six people um, who had their hands on this. On this project, and um, it was and, it, and, it, and it came out well. We we thank God for that, and we give God all the glory for that. Um, I've had I it don't on take repeat. that lightly. I've had it on repeat, over and over and over again. My whole way here, bro, because I was flying the day it came out. Oh, cool! So I downloaded on my phone like the whole flight. You're in control. I just over because the the flight was kind of bumpy, so I'm like, this might be the last thing I ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> I may actually be going down right now. Oh, I'm not really sure. Funny. So I wanted I wanted that to be the song that God was in control that he knew. <laughs> now, um, I don't want to keep you too long. Last time that we were on the podcast, um, a lot of people uh, know you as a worship leader now. It's, it's just been, I'm so thankful what God's done for your ministry this year, bro. I want you to know I'm just rejoicing with you for what God is doing in your ministry. This is just the beginning. It is just the beginning of what God's doing in your life. But not everybody may know that that you're a great preacher. That you're, you know, you're a sectional youth director. You work in youth ministry, you you work in the hyphen ministry in your church. But um this podcast has a lot of aspiring young ministers that feel a call to preach but they don't really know how to get started. Um, would you mind sharing with them your sermon preparation process on on a practical level? Like, what does it look like for you between you've prayed about what God wants you to right. do, and now you're you're trying to somehow put it on paper in a way to convey it? What is that? It's different for everyone. I love hearing the different yeah. story for everybody. Like for Victor, he doesn't use notes. Like when I was interviewing yeah. Victor Jackson, if you noticed, he preached with no notes today. Yeah, he, he, he preaches on his feet. And yeah. So, But what is what does that process look like for you? And so I, I'm, I'm not a Victor Jackson. That dude yeah. is, is, he preaches on his feet. That's amazing. And, oh, that's amazing. and Lord willing, one day I'll, I'll get there. But um, first I, I like to point out the fact that, you know, everyone has gifts and callings and um, something that was revealed to me this week uh, is the fact that you know for me music obviously you know I have recognized that it is my gift it's a gift yeah um, I, I didn't 
I haven't taken any musical lessons. I haven't, you know, um, been classically trained in any area, but, you know, it was a desire of, of mine to, to play music, right? And God gave me all of those talents and so forth and so on. And, and so it just seems like, you know, of course I have to work at it in terms of get, getting better, you know, but it, it came easy. It was just, it just, you can hear, I can hear the music. I can, I mean, I, I can, I can feel the music. It's just a part of me. Now, my calling on the other hand is, is preaching. God called me to be a preacher. That's my calling. And for that, I, I have to work at that. I have to, I have to study. I, I have to, I have to read, uh, you know, I have to read the Bible in such a way that I'm not reading to study. I have to read the Bible to read the Bible mm, to that's good. get the Word and that's to good. fill up my spirit with the Word. So you have a a study time, yes, and then you have a devotion time that's Absolutely. separate. In other words, you have a time, and I'm trying to break it down because yeah. I, I really feel like this is going to help somebody. Yes, sir. You you have a devotion time where you're just preparing your heart right. and then you have a study time where you're actually preparing what you want Absolutely. to say. Absolutely. Okay. And, and so, and that's kind of what I'm leading up to is the fact that, you know, you have to separate the two. And and so when it comes down to it, you know, you're, you're reading in your devotion time, which fills up your well, so that when it comes to you studying, you don't have to dig into that well to pick anything out of it where you can just go up to the well and, and just, it's already overflowing with, with word. And that, that, that word, you can just get a bucket and you can just, and you can get what, what you need from it and you can pull from what you need from it and God just reveals what he needs to reveal to you. And so when it comes down to me studying for a, a message, um, it just seems like, you know, for the past few years, God is just, he's giving, he's just giving me something like a thought he just he just gives me a thought, and I'll pray like God get put something in my heart, give me a word, yeah. and, and you know it starts with prayer of course, and then practically what I do is I go and, and when I get that thought, I start researching. Okay. I start researching. I I start uh, I get a I get a pen and a notepad and I start researching. I go and and you know I go online and I find different sources. To try to to try to make sure that that it's it's legit, it's legitimate, it lines up. I go and I go and uh, fact check. Um, I, I you know I look up definitions. I you know, um, and then most of the time, getting that word is easy because it's already there. It's already planted, and so I'll see something and God speak to me, and that scripture goes right. Oh my goodness. Oh, God revealed this right here in this scripture, or this, that, and the other, and then it's, it's like just it right just, there. Just fits. It just fits, and God connects the dots, um, and so it's like preparing to prepare. Um, and so, I, I I try to find a quiet place, and I write down, you know, just different different points that I want to address, and then God basically just puts everything in in, in my spirit in my head, and most of the time I'll preach off of points. I won't necessarily have notes, so to speak, um, in terms of, you know, word for word. Um, I've kind of, and and I want to say this respectfully, uh, I kind of graduated from that to where I was preaching note for note 
and now I'm preaching points, and and now it's 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 up here in my head now, and God just you know He just kind of gives it to me, and, and I think that comes with with preaching when when you when you've when you're doing it doing it more, you're preaching more, it there there starts to become a flow. Um, you start to see it's, learn. It's interesting that you say that because I've noticed that people that really stick like stick really close to their notes right and i know this doesn't apply across the board so please don't misunderstand me but those people tend to be somebody that's not preaching consistently right you know what i'm saying like they're a great analogy too they're only preaching every once in a while right and and i've noticed like if if i have a month where i'm just really really busy preaching like i'm preaching you know multiple let's say you know three or four youth rallies that month yes sir i notice that i use my notes way less yeah it's like because i've been i've been preaching i've been in that vein all month and so it's like it's like your spirit i think it's because you're spiritually so dependent on god right because you're getting up in front of people so much that god's like i'm gonna step in and help you absolutely And, and i think you know the more you preach there's sometimes where god places on your heart you know you'll go either to, to preach out or whatever the case is and he'll have you preach a message that you preached before and he may not even be preached the same way but you know you'll, you'll find yourself having those moments where you'll know the message because you preached it before mm. and then but God will, God will, will give you revelation um, sometimes he'll reveal it to you differently than what he than, than what you preached it before at a different church because that same message may not be the same for that for that next different. church that you preach and so um you may mention and i want to go back you may mention that um you know preaching note for note you know could be you know for those that don't preach out you know or excuse me that don't preach often and you know what i can um i can relate it to is and, and please for those of you that are listening that do this uh, please don't uh, don't get offended at this. Just trust me. I I understand. I've I've done it before, um, and and I think that this is something that I can just compare. You know this this topic to, but um, you know there's some musicians. You know some piano players that they they play by by sheet music or chord charts, and right. they feel most more comfortable playing by those chord charts. However, sometimes it could put them in a box because they can't really flow in terms of when it's when God is leading you in a worship in a worship set sure. to do something different and you just need to flow yeah, that's a good point. it's hard because you place yourself in a box mm-hmm. now I can compare that to, to preaching by notes because sometimes you get stuck with those notes and God is like I want you to go a different direction but sometimes we get so comfortable with the notes well I can trust the mm-hmm. notes because I've already practiced. I've already prepared, and I'm, I know I'm speaking to somebody because this is—I've been here before. But God has, you know, God has nudged me many times, and He said, "Look, I want you to put the notes aside. I want you to depend on me because it's—it's it's actually about me. It's about hearing my voice." We're about to play about a bridge you. you've never sung before. <laughs> so, man, you know, and it's like preparing to prepare. That's so good. And so, you know, what what I've learned over the years, going reverting back to music, is I've learned, oh my gosh, this is powerful. I learned to play by ear. I oh man, this is Lord have mercy. I, I, I know the the I, I know the theory. 
I know the numbers, but it's better, man, it's better to listen to the song and and play it by ear because you don't have to depend on the notes. Mm. And, oh, man, <laughs> I, this just hit me right now. I, I've never thought of this. But so I'm ready for Sunday. But when you... <laughs> But when you can prepare to preach by putting your ear to God's to God's voice, wow! You're gonna it's gonna be preaching easier for you. I'm telling you, it's gonna be easier for you Man. to minister to the people because you're gonna be hearing from God. You're not gonna be stuck. Uh, yeah, you're gonna prepare. You're gonna have some some points. You're gonna have some notes. You're gonna have some things to to remind you. But however. You're depending on God more than you do. And, and that's called preparation. That's called being in your prayer closet. That's called hearing from God. Right. And not hearing from a TED Talk. I, I don't disrespect that. I don't disrespect hearing preaching. I, I, I do it all. Yeah. I listen to preaching. I listen to, I listen to you know, podcasts. Yeah. I, I'm actually a huge fan of, of Noteworthy. But my, my point is this, and, and I hope you can get where I'm coming from, Um you know, we ought to be dependent on God's voice. Mm-hmm. That's so important. I mean, and I hope I didn't overstep. Out. No, no, no. That, that's exactly. But what I was we to got to we got to be dependent on God's voice. And now I'm going to say this again: all the other stuff is great. Like you can find different different things to help you, different resources. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm an advocate for it because that, that's what I do. I, I read books. I. I, I listen to the preaching. I I mean, leaders are readers. Yeah. At, that's it. However, there there comes a point to where you you have to get to a place where you're saying, God, your voice is really what I'm needing. I've done my part. Now I need you to speak to me. Man, it's so funny you're talking about that because you know I'm a youth pastor. Yeah. And I know you work with your hyphen group. Uh, and it's it's just like. There's all this special stuff happening, but it's it's like when lately my my youth group's been teasing me because it's like they always say, "Brother Nathan, what you doing with your notes?" <laughs> because they know I'm not going to use my notes in youth class right now. It's kind of become like the running joke, like like Brother Nathan, why did you even bring notes up there? Like they've literally started saying that because. The Holy Ghost has really been flowing in in our youth class, yeah. and I think that has a lot to do with what you're saying. Just keeping your ear, keeping your ear to Absolutely. heaven, and hearing what God wants to say. And here's the cool thing about that is that you know, you have relationships with the people that you're ministering to, and sometimes you know, being a youth pastor or like myself being a hyphen pastor, you know, we'll we'll prepare for our classes, and we know the conversations that we had with the, with these young people. And, and we know what what they're dealing with and what mm-hmm. they're facing. And yeah. sometimes He's God will speak directly scenes. into their life through you. He'll give you a word to speak into their lives, and that's going to be an authentic uh, moment. It's not going to be a moment that you you know that you're uh, kind of you know. Sometimes you have to write some of these things down so that you can articulate it the way that, that needs to be articulated. But what I'm saying is is more so. The preparation part of it, you know, getting getting to a place to where you, you got your mind, uh, um, you know, you got your mind ready uh, to to do what God is telling you to do in that moment, in that time. And so, um, man, it's it's special. It it's special when you can 
and you can minister and you know that you have nothing to do with that moment mm-hmm. and it's all God. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and you're you're preaching stuff that you even know that wasn't your well. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh my goodness, where did that come from? What? And it's nothing but God. You know, God yeah. just poured that into you. That's powerful. Well, bro, I want to um, segue out with this question. It's gonna yes, be my sir. last question. I know, guys, for you guys listening, Frankie has been like he has worked this week. I mean, we've been here since month, like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I got here late. Uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning-ish. Okay, he's been non nonstop. I know he's exhausted because <laughs> the problem is we could sit here for like three hours. Oh, absolutely. So I have to give myself a stopping point or it just won't happen. But um, I, I want to close out with this question. I've had a lot of people uh, observe throughout the years that there was a season hmm. in apostolic music where people struggled with arrogance mm. that 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 if you if there was a measure of success oh. that people would really really struggle when god gave somebody influence we've all seen it where somebody couldn't handle being the influencer mm-hmm. they couldn't it's like they couldn't handle the platform right. and i wanted to ask you this question because to me you are such a good example of somebody who is is influencing this generation of apostolic songwriters and worship leaders, but God can trust you with that platform because he's, he's given you the opportunity to do it and he can trust you with that and he knows that you're going to be humble about it. Yeah. He knows that you're going to walk in humility with that. To close this out, what advice would you have just to this generation on the importance, I'm talking the importance, the necessity of humility. Because what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a platform for apostolic writers because God has, uh, he's raising up people that can do it and be humble. Absolutely. So what advice would you have uh, for people that God wants to give them a platform? But what would you say is the importance of humility when God gives you a platform? Well, I, I think, you know, staying humble is it's quite easy when you have people in your life that can speak straight to you and that you have given permission to, to help you, um, you know, practice humility, so to speak. I have several men in my life that... Um, like my pastor and, and, and others that um, that help hold me accountable. Um, I do have responsibility to be an influencer because I have influence. Yeah. And um, I think it's important that when you have people in your life that keep you straight, that, that hold you accountable, it helps you be responsible with your influence. And I think that's good. In our generation right now, we have guys in our movement that they're being very responsible with with you know their influence, and um, you know I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're you know they're collaborating with people, they're they're building friendships, they're they're connecting. And here's the cool thing I've noticed with other other movements that have been successful in music: how do they 
become successful. Mm. Unity. Wow. And I'm starting to to notice now, you know, we've got it's it's we got a new generation of apostolic. And I, I don't want to say artists because I know some people don't like that word, that term, but you know it is what it is. But let let's say let's say uh, uh, musical artists or musical you know ministry. Uh, the point is is that however you call it, you've got young people nowadays that aren't so worried about all of the politics of it. They just they just want to they just want to do the music and they, and they want to give it back to God and they want to do it in such a way. That it's 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 not going to compromise the the uh, hopefully I can say this right but they they want to do a good job yeah you know um, they don't want they don't want to cut any corners um, and so with that you, you've got to collaborate sometimes you got to ask questions you got to find people that's done it before and has done it well and say hey how did you get here absolutely I called a friend uh, a few months ago um, and. Um, showed him in control for the first time um he was the first person to to hear in control and i said hey what should i do to make this song better wow what should i do to make this song better i mean i i, I want it to be good you know what, what what can i do and when you have when you have people like that 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 can can be humble and say look i, I know i can't do this on my own even though i have influence I've got to find a way to 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 cultivate what God has given me. I have to. I, it has to get better. I have to find a way to to. Uh, what's, it's getting late, y'all. So if I <laughs> if I can't find words, just forgive me. Yeah, good, man. Uh, but you know, I've got to find a way to develop what I have, and 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 you know what people are counting on me I, that's the part of responsibility yeah, and are. so you know that's why i'm glad that we can collaborate and yeah and you, you know and, and i'm glad that i'm glad that we have you know friends uh, in our movement that are doing great things that we've that we have pulled from and gleaned from and we have taken ideas from that's that right there is being responsible because a person that's arrogant they're not going to ask for help. That's right. They're not going to. They're not going to collaborate. They're. They're not going to. I mean, they're going to try and do it on their own so they can be the only one to get the credit. But it's arrogance a, stunts growth. It does. Mm-hmm. And and, and it, what it's about is is about unity. It's about coming together. And and I believe that um, this thing, this apostolic movement, music and music is getting ready to blow up. Oh, and it's because people are unified, man. Oh yeah. There's some. We got some vision. Some things coming. So there's, there's a couple things happening. There's some things coming. We're gonna leave a little bit secret, but there's, there's some, some cool coming. collabs. There's some cool collabs. We're not gonna talk about it tonight on the podcast, oh, but if you stay tuned and if you keep listening, you're gonna hear about some cool collaborate apostolic collaborations coming up very, very soon. Well, man, Frankie, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for doing this tonight. Oh, my it, it really means the world that you would take time to do this. Oh, my pleasure. You man. guys, you should see Frankie. He's so tired. Bless his heart. Uh, it, if, it, if it makes you feel better, I have a flight at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, man, trust me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. Bro, this this means a lot. Oh, and this is for the if if you would do us the honor, would you mind just closing us out in prayer that Absolutely. that God would touch this podcast and, and touch our ministry? Lord, we thank you to, today, Lord, for 
this opportunity, Lord, to share with this generation. Lord, we want to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, Father, for this opportunity. And I pray that this podcast episode blesses someone's lives, touches someone's heart, let it speak to them. I pray that it's a seed planted in them that can be applied to their life. I pray that you just touch every mind, every heart, Lord. I pray that you bless this podcast, Lord, to reach multitudes of people, Lord. Let your glory be revealed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Frankie, I love you, man. You mean the world to me. Get some rest, bro. (laughs) I love you, dude. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you next time.